Welcome to Wisdom, Love, and Beauty, a podcast for the soul and the home of dangerous wisdom. This is Dr. Nikos, your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, and we have come to the final contemplation of Yi Jing insights for this week. We've spoken about the inner and outer situation Yi Jing draws our attention to with its response this week to the question, what is it that we most need to know? Inwardly, we may experience boundedness. Outwardly, we may experience busyness. Even as we long for something to actually happen, it can be a feeling such an important distinction. There's all kinds of busyness with nothing really happening. In the more ideal case that this week's hexagram would express, Yi Jing depicts for us an inner equanimity even in the midst of great activity outside of us. But in our more neurotic way of being, we find ourselves lacking inner peace. This inner and outer situation correlates with the two trigrams for this week's hexagram. The inner trigram is mountain, stillness, or the bound, and the outer trigram is thunder, or the shake as in a shake-up or an arousing energy. Now, don't worry if you can't picture these lines. You don't have to picture the hexagrams. If you want, you can Google them. Maybe eventually I'll put some lines. A couple of listeners have asked for an actual image of the hexagram that you'll be able to find on the website. But it's not super important. It's more important to stay with the meaning. Inwardly, stillness or boundedness. Outwardly, busyness or something rousing. The single moving line we have in this particular reading is in the outer situation. It's in the upper trigram. And when that line changes, thunder, that outer aspect of the situation, will change to radiance or illumination. But the stillness will will remain the same. And we might then hear Yi Jing inviting us to back away from the busyness and work more compassionately with the stillness, to try to stay with the stillness. It's there. Even when we feel totally hectic, something in us remains still. It's the only way we could notice the busyness. We can only notice based on a contrast. And awareness itself always stands in contrast to what we notice, what we are aware of. Working more compassionately with stillness means working more deliberately and skillfully. It means having compassion for ourselves and for others. The world depends on our stillness, our equanimity. If we lack equanimity, that has consequences in the world. For people we care about, and for humans and other beings we maybe have never met, We aren't isolated from the whole. Our lack of peace is lack of peace in the world. When this moving line transforms, the new hexagram is 56, which usually gets translated as something to do with travel, maybe traveling, sojourning. And it matters a great deal that traveling gets associated with inner stillness 
an outer illumination. Our usual experience of travel doesn't emphasize the inner stillness, does it? I mean, do we think of it that way? I'm going on a trip. That means that I'll be really working with inner stillness. Maybe we think we're going to get away from it all. We're going to relax. We fantasize that travel illuminates things. You know, we'll go and have a new experience, see things differently. But the sages of the world agree that the most important illumination is not in faraway places, but within our own heart and mind. Spiritually speaking, travel has to do with learning what it takes to feel at home, no matter our circumstances. And it also means learning to find peace in the midst of discomforts because this is we're dealing with archetypal notions here, or at least very old notions. Long ago, people faced a lot more significant challenge and a lot more discomfort, or the potential discomfort and real discomfort when they traveled. Now, these days, we want everything to go perfectly, and we can find it incredibly inconvenient, practically intolerable, if we don't have Wi-Fi access and a backpack filled with treats and distractions. And as we said, we often travel to get away from it all. We travel to kind of medicate ourselves. But our practice of travel can leave us no closer to reality when we return home, no closer to real peace, real happiness. How can we travel so as to arrive at a feeling of fundamentally being at home, no matter where we are, no matter what's happening. How can we finally feel at home in the cosmos, at home in the world? Now, travel also has to do with learning non-attachment. We learn that in stillness. That's why we need, we can't really learn that lesson when we travel, if we don't take care of the stillness. And we can learn that lesson without leaving our door. We can make an infinite journey right from home. In fact, we can flip travel on its head and become the destination. And that's an interesting experiment to try, because then we could relate to our passing thoughts and emotions and discomforts and reactions as passing travelers just as a mountain never becomes attached to those who visit, but receives them all with equal generosity, patience, peace, we can receive all our thoughts, emotions, and experiences with equal generosity, patience, and peace. We can become like a place, a place of stillness, and watch the travelers come and go. There's one. There's a group of travelers, a clump of thought, a clump of emotion little group of travelers. And we can learn that non-attachment, and we can also begin to learn that illumination. All of our experience, even our own thoughts, even the ones we don't like, become radiant. We don't grab at anything. And we start to let go of doing our lives and instead relax into dancing them. 
So enjoy some inner stillness and outward illumination this week. The stiller we are inwardly, the more we find radiance in the presences, the beings around us. And you could travel into nature and practice stillness there. Of course, you can practice stillness all the way to that place. You can practice while you're there and then practice the stillness all the way back. And you can also just remain still at home. The important thing is to arrive where we are moment to moment. We'll have more Yijing Insights next week. In the meantime, if you have questions, reflections, or stories of synchronicity to share, send them in through dangerouswisdom.org, and we might bring some of them into a future contemplation. Until then, this is Dr. Nikos, your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, reminding you that your soul and the soul of the world are not two things. Take good care of them.